0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Unbroken Soul podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Joy, and my mission is to help dissolve the protected armor created from trauma. We all have trauma. I am a mom, wife, entrepreneur turned trauma survivor, light worker, speaker, and woman's soul coach. I live with passion and intensity and have found my life's purpose through my own healing journey. I have sat in the shadows, wept from the depths of my soul, rose from the ashes and danced alongside the Phoenix. My greatest wish is that this podcast offers you insights, real life stories and tools to help guide you back into a space of remembering your unbroken soul. Let's get started. Hello my friends and welcome to a beautiful conversation about one person's breathwork experience. Tracy came into my life recently and we have immediately just hit it off like we've known each other for a lifetime. She has a beautiful, energy about her, she's so open and willing to share, and I'm so honored to bring her story to all of you. When Tracy first contacted me, she said she had experienced over 20 breathwork ceremonies, and I am honored and thrilled to bring some of those experiences to be shared with you today. Tracy is a consistent breathwork participant, and is gonna share with us today some of her journeys and why she is so deeply passionate about this practice. She'll share stories about a few of her experiences and also to help debunk the woo-woo that some of you may have attached to the breathwork ceremony. She believes that the term woo-woo denies the healing power of the breathwork itself. We'll also hear about her belief in the unknown And how it helped her find her path through her own childhood trauma and into a life filled today with love, laughter, and so much joy. Join me now as we just dive right into my conversation with Tracy with what's going
1: on, the more people that know about breath work, right?
0: Absolutely. We need to get the word out. There's yeah. so much right now going on and everybody's just holding and, and storing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, and I feel like the virus, this virus, for me, what I keep hearing is it's 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 one of those things that have broke the one minute mile. So I don't know if you've heard that story, but once the one minute mile is broken, then the next person that tries to do it, it's just so much easier because the energy has already been broken through, right? Yeah. So once, once you see something or once something's happened once, it, it's much easier for it to happen again. And so for me, I'm not afraid. I, I'm not afraid at all. But I feel like the one-minute mile's been broken. And if we don't change things, you know, completely change things, this is the first of many that will come through, right? This isn't isn't polio. This isn't something that is – this is a simple virus, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is something bigger than us telling us, we had better make changes and we're going to show this to you in a simple virus
0: right right yeah that's a beautiful perspective exactly that yeah the world needed to slow down
1: yes we need to do things differently Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah we've been given hints and hints and right and and you know things slowed a little bit not to the degree that was necessary yeah
1: yeah we have to, you know, people shouldn't be in office buildings and cubicles, right? There needs to be more freedom and flow. We just everything, all the decisions we make can't just be about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, th- I think I'm and not. I, and I see that too, like even in family lives, right? Because so often yeah. right now everybody's busy because they're chasing kids sports and kids sports are no longer just localized sports They're to the next level. And which community can we commute to so that our kids get the best opportunities available to them. And it just progressively gets worse and worse and worse where families are completely separated. Yes. Not even time for them to even sit down and have a meal together.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I think, and you know, my kids are kind of like, you always think that everything's going to work out, but I own, am, am. you know, in the podcast, we'll talk about this, but I know this from experience, mm-hmm. like I'm 100% sure that everything always works out, right? How long you fight against it uh-huh. will determine how long it'll take until... Exactly. It, it works itself out, right? Exactly. So, yeah. I'm missing all of my grandchildren. I had another gra- I had another grandbaby born yeah. 2 days ago yeah. and I can't even be there, mm-hmm. right? So, this is, you know, I have a daughter that's a registered nurse. She's completely isolated all by herself, right? She lives alone. She can't be any with So, you know, there's yeah. some but I keep saying to them I hundred percent, we will look back on this with gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We will. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I love your perspective, your open mind. And that's because of your own journey that has allowed you to move. And the understanding that you will share today about the resilience that you talk about, right? Yeah. You found that power in your own life to anchor into that knowing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you don't, if you don't it will happen anyway mm-hmm. right so what's going to happen is going to happen if you can rest in it you know take inspired action so i'm not saying don't do anything but if you take inspired action and and not try and keep everything contained and under and you know why is this happening why is this happening mm-hmm. if you let that go yeah, it it will all work out, and it'll, right? But I only know this because <laughs> I've held on tight, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've had your own journey to get there to that greater understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exciting. So I I put together notes only because I'm I'm anxious about a couple of things. When I start talking with you, I feel safe, mm-hmm. and I share. But I don't want to overshare because what will happen is I'll go away and I will have, you know, uh, I'll feel awful because I, I, right? Kind of like the Brene Brown TED Talk where she thought it was a really great idea and then she went away and couldn't leave the house because Uh she's over, right? It was a great thing for her. But as this being the first time, it's so... It's so important to me that I hold on tight. <laughs> nah, it's
0: right? delicate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vulnerability is scary. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it just truly is. It just, but it is your next step. And that's what you and I have talked about so much. And yeah. you are so ready for this and just like being in connection with you again. I'm like, oh, I love you so much. Um, just mad. I feel
1: <laughs> the same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. And um, you know, last night as I was going to sleep, I just thought, you know, this is this is gonna be hard. And I thought about, you know, I don't maybe I don't have to I'm I'm so grateful for the questionnaire because immediately I was like, How can I share the power of breath work without sharing, yeah. you know, an outline of what's happened to me. But this the, the knowledge that I have is um, acquiring that superpower, right? Yeah. And now I have a new superpower. And I can't, sh- you know, I can't um, explain that without explaining a little bit about you know, needing it, being in a place where we need it. And can you imagine what's going on right now, the amount of people holding their breath,
0: Oh my gosh. Stifling the breath is the first instinct for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I even had to remind myself like really check in.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah. That I, I would be doing both. I would be doing like running or doing the bow flex or doing things right now, but with my broken back, I'm literally just in meditation. And so You know, they're longer
0: sessions now. (laughs) (laughs) But think of the downloads you'll get.
1: (laughs) I know. I had amazing downloads after our last session. Like, wow.
0: And are you journaling?
1: I am journaling. Good, good. I am journaling. The crazy, which I'm sure this happens to you, but you get in the shower. Does it happen in the shower for you? Like, they are so fast, so furious that you're like, I can't get out of the shower and write them down. And then you get out of the shower and you're like, I just don't even know what I, what I received. Just it just,
0: mm-hmm. it just happened. Yeah. For me, it's middle of the night, middle of the night. And, and I think, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm going to do a meditation on that. And, and then, yeah, I wake up and I'm like, Hmm, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, it it happens so fast, you can't even process it. But knowing that it's still there, it's within us, it's just not being actualized the way that we received it. It'll take longer for it to come to fruition.
1: When I was preparing my thoughts yesterday, like I was journaling the whole time, as well as trying to fill out the questionnaire, because once I started to tell the story there was funny right there was funny stuff there was sad you know and then i was able to go okay this is this is the piece that that i want to share and the other part which is um confusing to me is um i don't know if i if i'll tell anybody about this Mm -hmm. but then what if you know, what if my children are like, mom, you did a podcast? Like, why didn't you even tell us that you did a podcast? And then it goes back to, well, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about my trauma. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know what I'll, it'll come when I, when it, right. It is what it is.
0: Yeah. And it'll, you'll know when we're done, you'll just have a download, <laughs> you'll get <laughs> yeah. a message and it'll just be, there's no mistake. And you and I know that. And I honestly believe that you will want to share because you will be so empowered by your own word that you're just going to be like, I don't care who hears this because it's a message that is ready to be heard. Yeah.
1: All right. I trust you, my friend. Yeah. I trust
0: <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> I've been recording from the beginning just to k- keep, like the momentum going. So we're just going to move right into continuing this conversation together because that's exactly what my podcast is is a conversation between two souls. So we don't get caught up in questions and answers, we just let it naturally move the way that it goes. Okay. So yeah. So I want to welcome you today to the podcast. I am so honored and grateful to have you here with me. I know that beyond any doubt, we were brought together through divine intervention.
1: I agree. I agree, my friend.
0: And the beauty of that is I want you to share how you heard about me because I believe that there is this beautiful angel that united us.
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that this is where we're starting because it's so true. So I um, have been doing breath work, like I've done about 20 sessions. And so I'm, you know, a pretty consistent, committed breath worker. And the night that my grandson was being born, um, my son's mother-in-law And I were standing in the hallway in the middle of the night (laughs) waiting as they're um, having their baby. And she starts to tell me about attending one of your retreats and how amazing it was and how on the retreat she had done a breathwork session. And, you know, it was really, really impactful for her. Mm -hmm. And so that opened up a conversation just between the two of us about breathwork And after our precious grandson was born and the next day, I could not wait to check out your website and look at your offerings. And it was very soon, maybe you had just released your first podcast or it was, you know, days after I listened to your first podcast and I could see myself in your story. And that was really, really impactful for me. And I knew that I had to do a, a breathwork session with you. And I, I think that, um, the part about seeing myself in your story is so important because breathwork is you have to be vulnerable. Um, you have to be courageous. And so you have to be in a safe place. And if the person that you're going to, Um, you, you have to feel safe with them. And I knew from your story. And then when I met you, I knew for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I really Uh, really love that. And I honestly, it's just so heartfelt that my podcast reached you as well, because as we speak together, it's vulnerability is terrifying. And for me, releasing my first podcast actually sent me back into a spiral of I, people don't need to hear my story. That's too much information. Does anyone even really care about that? You know, all of this mindset yeah. that starts to rush forward. And the reality is I've received so much incredible feedback that others like you are like, I see you. My story is nothing similar to yours at all. And yet we are the same. We are the same. Mm-hmm.
1: And when I, when I think about that, um, it's about uh when you're when you find your tribe, mm-hmm. when you're looking for your tribe, when you find your people, it's when you can see yourself in them right um that's that's how you know that you're with your people, and I heard that in your story, mm-hmm. and I think the biggest part for me um, i don't when I say trauma survivor, that seems like dramatic for me and so i i don't feel like a trauma survivor um but i experienced traumatic events and i found resilience Mm. and i was able to stand up and move forward and when you told your story about being able to stand up and move forward that's where i could see myself in in you right we didn't we didn't lie down right we we found a way to to keep going yeah
0: yeah and through that sometimes i did lie down <laughs> yeah you know, but that's the beauty of it right there's like these peaks and valleys and pauses and then the reality of like when you do lie down it's uncomfortable and it's like i don't belong here yes you know so yes. you can only stay in that space for so long and it's like no uh uh-uh. uh either you know you start unhealthy habits or you rise up above that and go oh no there's something else and you start to yes. seek further i
1: i agree there's a feeling that there's something else mm-hmm. um i had someone ask me i had a friend ask me one time you know what's your non negotiable like for you what what is something that's absolutely non negotiable and for me it's joy I have got to feel joy mm-hmm. and it is a non-negotiable in, in my life. And so even during traumatic events, mm-hmm. you know, you lie down, you feel broken. Um, there's times where you, you don't know if you can get back up, but if that non-negotiable mm-hmm. is part of your core, yeah, you'll find a way to get back
0: up. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. You're non-negotiable. I'm going to tuck that one in my back pocket. I love that one.
1: Yeah. Love it. Love and laughter too. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We, I was at a weekend retreat and same thing. Uh, We're going around the group after meditation and, and the facilitator says, what is it that you, you know, inside you, what is it that you were meant to bring, you know, to this lifetime? And it immediately popped into my mind that it was love and laughter, right? I love to love. And as you hear this story, you know, I'm on my third marriage. That's because I love to love.
0: (laughs) To a fault sometimes. (laughs) To a
1: fault sometimes. And I love to laugh. When life is hard, um, laughter will move the energy in your body and it you know so those are those are my
0: my things i love that yes love and laughter yes so let's start by talking about your journey taking you into breathwork and you can share as much as where you're comfortable at with that mm-hmm. but just to kind of introduce the audience to why you even moved into a breathwork ceremony of your own originally okay
1: <clears throat> so Um, The very first, uh, yeah, probably the first breathwork session that I participated in, um, one of the participants after the breathwork session said, breathwork for me uh, gives me a superpower. Mm. Like when I finished a breathwork session, I have a superpower. And that rang true to me because my whole life I, superpower. But my superpower was much different than the superpower he was um, referring to after the breathwork session. So um, my, I, I guess a little bit about my story is I was raised by a young mother. Um, she was on her own with two young children. And she didn't have any coping skills. It was very difficult for her to navigate life. Mm -hmm. Um, She would become devastated um, and unable to find her way out of darkness. There was, you know, she was doing the best she could with what she had. But with no coping skills, everything was catastrophic. And so unfortunately, she turned to heroin. So I was raised by a young, drug-addicted mother on the streets of East Hastings in Vancouver. So that story brings, you know, in and out of foster care and uh, group homes, those kind of things. And so as a young child, I learned a superpower. I learned how to take a deep breath in hold it Mm. and kind of stand up and move forward. So I was a really young girl when I discovered this superpower. Also as a young girl, I also, you know, started praying to God Mm. and, and you can imagine on the streets of East Hastings or in foster care, nobody taught me about God. No one taught me to pray to God. But as a young, young child, I knew that there was something bigger than me. Mm -hmm. And I would pray for him to help me. And I'd pray for him to help my mother. Wow. So kind of the, the superpower started at a young age. Mm -hmm. So I spent my life, you know, not my life, I spent my childhood. Holding my breath, wishing away time, Mm. right? Wishing for time to go faster. So then I was about 16 years old and I met my high school boyfriend who was 21. This is where we're going to get into the story of I love to love. (laughs) This great guy was going to be my ticket Mm. out of this life that, right, that I'd been wishing away so we married we had two beautiful children you know i was creating this beautiful family Mm -hmm. but once we became parents and i took because of where i came from i took parenting really seriously right i had i had no uh i i was making my own path because where I'd come from is not where I wanted my children to go. So unfortunately, the marriage broke up really early because we had different ideas of what you know, the family unit should look like. Mm. So my, this would you know, this was my worst nightmare, standing alone as a single parent with two babies. Yeah. Right. I, this, you know, another example where I needed my superpower to get me through this. And I was alone and afraid and knew I had to do better. So I took a deep breath in and I held it. Hmm. And I stood back up and I marched forward. And this was probably a time in my life where my commitment to joy was there like i still knew instinctively that there was something better for me that lying down and being a victim was not even an option for these sweet babies right Right. so with my commitment to you know my unwavering commitment to give these babies the childhood that I had planned for them, right? Mm -hmm. I met my second husband and I had a plan. We bought a beautiful house in a beautiful neighborhood, you know, beautiful babies together. We had uh, another precious baby. So now I'm the mummy to three, you know, Living the life I had planned and that's a really important piece of the story because I, I Struggled to get this. I uh, it was you know I wasn't in the flow, right? Let, let's right. Just say it that way and Life was good And then it wasn't mm-hmm and the debris, the debris that was left behind uh, when this marriage broke up was unimaginable. Yeah. And uh, oh my goodness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. To happen. So I uh, I didn't know if the you know this superpower that i had claimed would actually work this time Mm -hmm. you know i didn't know that if i held my breath if i took a deep breath in and i held it if i could stand back up and move forward Mm -hmm. and i remember the night clearly that the uh that my life changed forever i sat my couch you know, was up against this beautiful window looking out onto the street. And there was a street light right outside the window. And I spent all night mustering courage um, with a bottle of red wine and <laughs> <laughs> mustering the courage to find my superpower inside me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as the sun came up, you know, as I could watch the sun rise, I knew I could do it. I knew that for those three sleeping children, I could take a deep breath in and I could hold it and I could push down all of those emotions Mm. and keep going. Except this time the emotions weren't um, being alone and afraid they were failure. I was feeling failure. I was feeling shame.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was feeling guilt. And those emotions are so much more powerful. They take so much more um, energy and commitment. And, and that's a, you know, it's a commitment to push those emotions yeah. down, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And not let them rise up. So every morning before those babies would get up, I would put on my super cape, you know, my my superpower. And I would feel the feelings that I couldn't push down. And then I would take a deep breath in and I would I would push as hard as I could. And then you know, life with just the four of us became normal. Right. We had, I committed to joy and, you know, as a single parent, there's money challenges and all of that, but I committed to creating a, a, a new life for them, not the typical normal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That my commitment was no longer to the house and the neighborhood and the yard all of those things. My commitment was to bring them joy no matter what house we lived in, no matter what neighborhood we were in. And I now have three amazing (laughs) growing children that I'm so proud of, you know, together, the four of us knocked it out of the park.
0: Incredible. Incredible.
1: So, if we fast forward a little bit, now I'm, you know, this is that commitment to love. I am married to an amazing man. <laughs> Yay! I, I know! <laughs> and that, that too, like if you hear this story, you know, if, when you're listening to this story, that was my commitment to myself from even as a young person, mm. you know, the commitment to feeling joy. Yeah. And part of my makeup is to love. I love loving people. <laughs> I love loving my children. And, you know, that's why I didn't, I didn't give up on myself.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I met a great guy and we, he has two children. So we have this big, beautiful family, which makes my heart so full. Coming from a place where you know I've been alone my whole life, right. and now I have a big, crowded kitchen table
0: that is it's such beautiful. a blessing. And when yeah. you say, like, you didn't give up on yourself, but you also didn't give up on the universe, right? Like, you no. have trust so much trust,
1: yeah. And I think that, um, that comes from praying, mm-hmm. right? As a young girl. I instinctively knew that there had to be something bigger than me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I would pray. And, you know, as you hear just those glimpses of the stories, you can imagine that I lost faith at mm-hmm. times. There'd be times where you lose faith, but I always came back to praying and yeah. it, it was never, it was never about religion exactly right it was never about Mm -hmm. about religion Mm -hmm. and I think that staying connected to the unknown Mm -hmm. right yeah no one you know no one taught me about this I just stayed connected I brought my hands together in prayer Mm -hmm. consistently in
0: my life yeah I love that it resonates so deeply with me so deeply I can feel that because yeah, it's just that, which is greater. Yeah. And I think,
1: um, when people hear this story, I want them to know that, you know, I'm not all light and love and I'm not fairies and unicorns. (laughs) I don't have an altar and I think I own one crystal, right? I'm a professional, uh, Like I work in the administrative um, area. I'm married to an oil and gas guy. We live in Alberta. Anybody that's here that's living that life knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Right? Yes. That's
0: me. You just described my life.
1: (laughs) But we know in all of this that there's something bigger than us. Yeah. And that is breathwork. Breathwork helps us find that.
0: It truly, truly does. Yes.
1: Yeah. So we, we get to the place where now I'm living, you know, uh, I'm living a life that wasn't my plan. You know, it it actually is, you know, bigger than I could have ever um, planned for myself. But a few years ago I became sick Mm. and um, you know, you think that, oh, I've made it this far, life is really good. But what I know now is that superpower that I use to get through my life, pushing all of my emotions and feelings down, um, had made me sick. And I didn't know that at the time when I first got sick. My digestive system is broken. Mm -hmm. And so I'm unable to digest food and extract any nutrients from it. So my husband, you know, immediately became so worried and we went to doctors and you know we did CT scans and scopes and naturopathic doctors, you know, we did everything. And they could see that I was sick, but they couldn't we couldn't find any reason why. I was sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this point in the story, I didn't know about breathwork. I didn't know that my, you know, emotions had made me sick. Yes. So I Your attended. Superpower. Your superpower. My superpower. Yeah. That's it truly, it, sure. my superpower, you know, my cape that I had been putting on yeah. my whole life. Yeah, had made me sick. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I'm. I'm grateful for that superpower. Yes. Because I'm the person I am today, because of that superpower. Mm-hmm. But what I can honestly say is, I'm grateful to have discovered a new superpower. Yeah. redirect it. Redirect it. Yes. And when you know better, you do better.
0: Yeah. And you yes. did the best you could do, and an incredible Absolutely. job you did.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, how did I discover breath work?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I went to a retreat, like a weekend retreat. And one of the exercises, we did lots of things, meditation and yoga. But one of the, you know, snippets of the retreat was a 30 minute uh, breath work session. And I'd never heard of breath work, I didn't have any idea what it was. So, The instructions were, you know, lay out your yoga mat, get comfortable, open your mouth, and we're going to breathe quickly uh, through our open mouth. And so I start to do this and you start to feel the tingling in your body and I'm getting a little bit excited and then my hands start to cramp up a little bit and, you know, but I don't stop. I keep breathing and keep breathing. And then I can start to fe- feel some emotion starting to well up, and tears are, you know, start to roll from my eyes. And then, as if I was watching this from outside my body, I am sobbing, sobbing loudly, um, like I had never allowed myself in my whole life to release emotion in that way. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that I was outside watching, it's because th- this was unfamiliar to me. Yes, I never let, I would never let this happen. Your cape dissolved. My cape dissolved. Mm-hmm. And the, I, there was beautiful facilitators at the time and they came to me and offered support and love and helped me come out of the out of the breathwork session at the end of the 30 minutes and I remember sitting up cross-legged on my mat and you know wiping my face and and not feeling overwhelming sadness so Mm -hmm. I wasn't sad no and this was really like I said it was like something that I had watched from outside my body but what I did know at that moment that there was a door there and that's where all of those emotions I had been stuffing down inside. Mm. They were tightly closed behind this door. Yeah. And that breathwork session had popped that door open just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it wasn't right away, but it was soon after that that the realization came to me that I was sick because of all of those emotions mm-hmm. bottled down in my, in my body. Mm-hmm. And I almost instinctively knew that the door was, you know, my digestive system. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why it was broken. So uh, that was interesting to me that first breath work session, but it was still a lot more vulnerability than I was willing to uh, experience again. Yes. Any, anytime soon. Yes. Um, so I went back to my life
0: <laughs> uh,
1: and just kind of limped my way along. So I became really focused on healthy food and started juicing natural juices um, that kind of thing. And at that same time, I too discovered bikram yoga. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I don't know how I did. I had never done yoga. I don't, you know, that divine intervention. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got there. Um, what I do know is my youngest daughter had agreed to try yoga with me. And she said to me, "You should try someplace where it's warm, Mom, because it's just it's just better, right? It's warm, so, yeah. It's warm. So I was looking for some warm yoga to bicker on my wedge. Which, wow. Uh-huh. So it was. I too, after my first session, was lying on my mat in shavasana with tears rolling down my eyes. Mm-hmm. And at the time I didn't know if they were rolling down my eyes. Cause that was the hardest thing I'd ever done in my whole life. Uh-huh. Yes. Or if you know, energy was starting to release, but I too did Bikram yoga five days a week for a year. And amazing. it, it was, it was definitely um, life altering. Like you look back at that, you know, that milestone, and you know, that cracked open that door just a little bit more. Yeah. Yes. So then I start thinking about this breath work again, after doing, you know, Bikram yoga for Mm -hmm. about a year. And I see on social media that there's a breath work um, group in, um, in Red Deer. So I, it takes me a while to get there because um, I'm worried about not finding my people in mm-hmm. this group, right? Like you show up places um, and you're like, I don't know, will these be my people? Will I fit in? That kind of thing. Yeah. So I walk in the door for my first breathwork session and I see my doctor. <laughs> a circle waiting to start, and he sees me, and I see him. And I was and this like, This is like a
0: physician, right? Like, this, this is, is
1: a, yeah, my MD. Yeah. My MD is sitting around the circle, and I was like, These are my people. I, <laughs> if he can do this, I can do this. I was so grateful to see yeah. him. So we. Start and one of the exercises that they started this breathwork session with was like You know a typical team building exercise Mm -hmm. and you uh, were lined up in two uh, Two rows and we're facing each other and you're gonna spend about a minute without saying anything Looking in a stranger's eyes Mm -hmm. and the stranger is gonna look back at you. Yeah now As someone that has experienced trauma, we don't do vulnerability. Mm -hmm. We don't let anybody look inside.
0: Yeah, it's the gateway to the soul in the eyes. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. it is
0: the gateway. And
1: we don't do that. And I remember becoming really anxious, right? How can I get out of here? Mm -hmm. but I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I didn't have the courage to leave. And I, and I was too scared to do the exercise. Right. right? It was a really awful experience. And I stood across from this stranger with tears rolling down my eyes Mm. because I was in such, I was so afraid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In that situation. So then we carry on with the breathwork session. And as anticipated, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> I had started off so, in, a, in a state of trauma. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I, was, I started off, there was no way that that breathwork session was going to be a good experience. And I got out of there as fast as I possibly could, never to go back. I was never going to do breathwork again. Mm-hmm. So it just so happened that the very next day I had an appointment to see my doctor and I go in and he's all excited to see me. And I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I like, never doing that again. That was the worst experience of my whole life. Yeah. Like that was terrible. And he, he did something that, you know, changed my experience of breath work from then on he sat with me and he asked me to formulate in words why it had been terrible right he he took my blanketing that I had put over that whole experience Mm -hmm. and said it was terrible and he just asked me to formulate in words why it was a terrible experience for me and it was a terrible experience for me because you know, as survivors of trauma, we don't do vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that, that team building exercise had immediately put me in flight mode yeah. and I was unable to recover. Yeah. And so he said to me, "If just commit to one more time. I'll be there for you. Mm-hmm. I promise you that if you try this one more time, right, I'll, I'll support you. And he says, and if you have the same experience again, he says, I'll just resign to the fact that maybe breath work isn't your gig. And I said, deal. I, will, I trust you, right? I trust you. Heart. Yeah, I, you're one of my people. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it one more try. So a few weeks go by and the group meets again and I go and I'm anxious. But I was like, I'm not going to bring this here. I'm just going to start with an open slate. And I don't know if he had talked to the facilitators or what, but there was no more team building exercise to start this <laughs> breathwork session. We, you know, we just started the, the session. And at that, that session, that very session, I connected to the place where I had been sending my prayers my whole life. Yeah. 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 That my heart was so full of love and gratitude, sorry, Uh, love and gratitude after that experience, that I just didn't even think my heart could hold that much of it. Mm -hmm. It was the most beautiful experience I had ever had. And I leave and, you know, my doctor comes running out. How was it? And I was like, oh my goodness. I said, I don't think my heart can get any fuller. And you said to me, that's your new superpower, my friend. Mm -hmm. Connecting to that place that is bigger than us. Yeah. That is your new superpower.
0: I love it. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the power of breath work.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and to enter that space to go with vulnerability because it takes that. And it takes for some of us those awful experiences, those those really difficult like your first breathwork experience with that one group to remind you or to challenge you, you know, are you really prepared for this or are you just going to continue to live the life and be sick? Yes. Continue to suppress. Right. And bless your doctor's heart. He is such a blessing to central Alberta.
1: Yeah. Oh yes. He is. To
0: have a doctor so open-minded to this alternative medicine to recognize that this powerful practice is healing people not only spiritually but physically mentally like it it is all encompassing yes
1: i think that um the the thing about breath work is um traditional therapy has never been Mm -hmm. something that worked for me the idea of reliving that experience mm. through words just never made sense to me right why would i i couldn't rationalize how that would make me feel better and i had tried it a few times right you 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 know you don't stand with that kind of trauma and not try something of course but but many times I would have that experience that my story was just too big, right? right? The story was just too big. And for me now, breath work is releasing the emotion and the memory at the same time through my body, right? Without having to relive it in words.
0: Yeah. Right? Get out of your head I, and let the body... Do yes. what it naturally is meant to do.
1: Yeah, and I think that we all now know um, that energy is a real thing. Like mm-hmm. I just think that in 2020, no matter who you are, you've read enough or or heard enough to know that we are energy.
0: Yeah, right? especially at so, this time, like everybody's feeling the energy. In yes, the yeah, yes.
1: And so when we push those emotions. Um, and memories down, we're creating blocks in of energy, mm-hmm. which is causing illness. And you know, my broken digestive system is just one illness that mm-hmm. suppressed emotion can cause. Right? It's just mm-hmm. one thing. With breath work, we can move those the memory and the emotion out of our body at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like
0: it's magical. Yeah. It's and you bad. don't have to go, this is my mother's fault, or this is my ex husband's no. fault, or this is, there's no identification. There's no label. It's like, let's just get rid of it. It doesn't belong anymore. And it wants out. Yes. It, yes,
1: it doesn't belong anymore. And it's nobody's fault. Yeah. So, you know, I have, uh, you know, uh, a knowing that we all do the best we can with what we have. Mm-hmm. And that if we know better, I believe that we'll do better. And so my mother, she really did the best she could with what she had, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And there is no fault there. I feel none. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier to release the memory and emotion without having to Defend her mm-hmm. in words mm-hmm. or understand her or any of those things. Mm-hmm. I can just let it go, yeah and it feel better
0: yeah, and that what I have found in my own experience and I've witnessed with some clients is when we get the freedom of moving that and this lightness enters, we naturally migrate into a forgiveness pattern oh. without having to hash out the blame, like you said, right like. There's none of that, and we don't have to talk it through or make sense of it. It's just this feeling of peace that, you know what, I no longer hold that.
1: Yeah, that is so true. And I don't know if people will hear our words and believe that. But if you just try breath work, I guarantee that you'll have that experience. And so now, you know, not every one of my breathwork sessions is filled with love and gratitude, right? You can't be releasing some of those uh, memories, you know, always feeling love. And so sometimes they're full of rage. I feel rage and anger. And sometimes it's sadness, right? Like deep, deep sadness. But I'll leave the breathwork session and the energy will just continue to move. I won't, I won't be covered in a blanket of sadness or anger because that was the emotion that was releasing. So, you know, something crazy that does happen for me in breathwork is absolutely uncontrollable laughter at -hmm. the end of a breathwork session. So I could have been crying, you know, during the session or really angry during the session, but it's almost like it wraps it up and I can't formulate words because I'm laughing
0: out loud. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that too is just an emotion. It's just energy. It's like that nervous laughter that we get. Yes. Something horrible has happened and you're like, oh my gosh, why am I laughing? This is awful. But the body goes into this natural moving of energy. Yes. So just like i've seen that several times fits of hysterical laughter in breath work yeah. and it's exactly that i tell the clients like i can't tell you what to expect every time it's different but know that laughter is an expression too so yeah. that's okay like let's laugh let's cry let's be angry let's be all of that to yes. allow it to move however it looks for you
1: yeah the the one other piece that i want to share is like Lots of us don't want to revisit our memories. We don't, if we've pushed them down there, mm-hmm. um, we don't want to revisit them. And that was probably some of my thinking behind not wanting traditional talk therapy. Mm-hmm. But the one thing people have to hear is when you go inside yourself through breath work, nobody else is there with you. You don't have to explain it, you don't have to defend it um yes. you don't have to feel shame for it nobody else is there but you mm-hmm. and so you can just release it and that that's something that's very very magical
0: for me i love that you said that i love that you said that cuz that's so important for so many to understand because as soon as we start to verbalize an experience we feel the need to defend or justify or the judgment comes from self or we can't put into words the proper experience for others to understand and we shouldn't have to. And that's where the shame comes in when we do this talk therapy yes. and in this breath work ceremony, it's like, you know what, let go of all of that and be in the experience for you. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, lots of, uh, Uh, people that have experienced trauma feel shame and guilt. Yes. Right. And those are really powerful emotions. They silence us. Yes. Shame silences us. And this podcast is the, this is the first time I've said out loud, even a snapshot of trauma that I've experienced because of shame. Yes. right? People will think, you know, I don't want to share that because I feel shame for it. Mm-hmm. And shame and guilt are probably the two emotions that cause the biggest illness in our body. Yes, And so to have a modality where you can release those, n- no other emotion, but if you can just release shame and guilt, mm-hmm you'll you'll find your voice
0: yeah yes I love oh my gosh I love everything about you but it's just everything you're putting into words you and I that's why we resonate so deeply because I feel you everything you're saying I'm like yeah yeah the shame silenced me for years and years and years and even in the release of that first episode it was so fearful it was like I pushed go and then I'm like ah nope I need to take it off I need to take it off like bless my coach's heart. She talked me through it. But yeah,
1: I think we've all, um, or, you know, most of us have heard Brene Brown, right? Mm -hmm. And she really makes vulnerability and care and courage sound like that's something we all want to do, right? We all want to be vulnerable and courageous and live the best life we can. But shame and guilt, silence Mm -hmm. the ability to, to be vulnerable. Yeah. Those two emotions have the ability to, no matter how much intellectually you want to be courageous yeah. and vulnerable and live your best life, shame and guilt silence that. So mm-hmm. we need to find a way to release those two emotions more than any of them, right? They're all important, yeah. but to find our voice, mm-hmm. we need to to move those two.
0: Yeah. And that's the exact premise of this entire podcast and so that's why I'm so grateful that your words are reaching everybody today because there's going to be so many people that hear your story and just as you resonated with mine they're going to go, "Oh my gosh, Tracy and I are so similar." I can I can feel into her story and I know that there's something for me to discover through the power of breath. So I'm beyond I so. grateful for your courage today.
1: Ah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, I'm so grateful for you, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as we just kind of come to a close here, is there any advice you have for anyone that's feeling this call to breath work, but there's a hesitation or a resistance somewhere? And like, how, what can you tell that person that's listening and goes, I feel like I need it. But then there's just that ounce of doubt that's, that's holding them back.
1: I think the thing that I, the mo, you know, that's most empowerful for me is that breathwork is not woo-woo, mm. right? I think that there's so many people, you know, they hear about Reiki, meditation and yoga are finally making their way yes. um, after many years into yes. the mainstream as a healing modality, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We need breathwork to be there right along with meditation and yoga right it's not woo woo you don't need an altar you don't have to (laughs) have you know pockets full of crystals to try breath work yes and that the the other thing is you know if your first breath work session was you know kind (laughs) of like my first and second one find you know send me an email, I'll totally convince you that you need to give it one more try. Just -hmm. give it one more try. Because of that, I'm, you know, 20 sessions in because my doctor just believed in it so powerfully.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So you are open then. I can share your email for our listeners in the show notes. You're open for them to contact you and reach out with any questions. yeah yeah good good I love that thank you so much Tracy oh I love you my
1: friend I love you too
0: hey guys thanks so much for joining me on another sacred journey on the unbroken soul podcast if this episode resonated with you do a sister a favor and take a screenshot tag me and share on your favorite social media platform. Also, your heartfelt words expressed in an iTunes review aid in boosting my ratings and allow other like-minded souls to find me. If you'd like to reach out to me, your messages are always welcome. DM me on Instagram at amanda.joy.77 and I look forward to visiting you on the next unbroken soul podcast. I am Amanda Joy.